This is the Circle City News, and it is Saturday, October what 15th. The month is almost half over, and we're getting ready to get to the great holiday for my sister, Halloween. She loves Halloween. I'm attorney Martin Nicholson here with Audrey Lunsford, attorney Audrey Lunsford. And I'm actually at the Bill Estes off of Hartford, Hart, uh, Harper Road, the Harper Road Bill Estes, getting my car serviced. Because this morning I went to the actually wrong location. I went to the Bill Estes Chevrolet and not Toyota, which was on West 96th Street. So, uh, but hey, that's how it is. And But the weather's nice and I'm having a good time with my good friend here, an excellent attorney. We're going to talk today about uh, the marijuana situation, you know, that Governor Holcomb says that he thinks people should get expungements if they've got a simple marijuana possession. And, of course, the President Biden has uh, basically pardoned people that have these marijuana uh, convictions. So what do you think about that, Audrey? Well, Mark, there's definitely been a huge push towards um, not incarcerating uh, folks based upon substance offenses, especially when it comes to marijuana, because marijuana is seen as not a hard drug anymore and more of a recreational drug, especially since it's been legalized in some states. But um, it's definitely a hot topic here um, with jail overcrowding and um Collateral consequences, which essentially means the effect that having a record has on you getting a future job. So I think that, you know, with the progression towards uh, either legalizing or decriminalizing marijuana, they're basically trying to provide more opportunities for people going forward. So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm pro um, what's <laughs> happening here. Um <laughs> But uh, it's definitely providing a lot of folks who otherwise wouldn't have some opportunities, the opportunity to kind of progress in their lives and be more productive community members. Well, I'm definitely pro-marijuana, although I've never uh, tried it myself personally. I do think it's something that should be decriminalized. And I like the idea that a number of states have basically decriminalized marijuana. Indiana is little behind on that issue, especially given the fact that some of the bordering states have went ahead and decriminalized that. We are making a little bit of uh, steps with the, like the CBD oil that, you know, I guess people can kind of sell. Uh, but this simple marijuana possession, you know, it, it, it goes kind of almost back to the time of the uh, alcohol prohibition, you know, but they've created this whole entire industry especially with the say no to drugs that they have put, you know, literally, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people over the decades, I'm sure millions of people have been found locked up in prison because of marijuana. And then because it's illegal, there's this trade uh, of illegal activity, which then creates this violence because people are selling marijuana and they're doing it underground and they're fighting and all that kind of stuff like that. And they're moving you know, marijuana, you know, pounds of marijuana, sometimes tons of it secretly, where if they would just go ahead and regulate this, tax it, and marijuana, from the research that I've seen, is no, no more dangerous 
than people smoking cigarettes. And actually it could be even less dangerous and have health benefits that the cigarettes really don't contain. And also I've been around people representing people of both OVWIs, operating vehicle while intoxicated, and also people that uh, have the marijuana, you know, possession, selling, dealing, whatever. The people that I've seen that have marijuana in their system are usually laid back. And I think the, the research shows that, that marijuana normally, if it's just marijuana, doesn't make people more aggressive and things like that. Um, and there's been a whole ton of crimes just based on someone getting alcohol in their system, becoming bold. Uh, we, we used to call it liquid courage when I was younger and doing all kinds of stupid stuff, myself included, because I used to drink. And so I know, you know, when I was drunk, you know, I, there's, there may not be pictures existing anymore, but there were pictures back in the day of some of the things that I, I was doing while I was drunk and it passed out. So um, obviously, I think it's a lot safer for people to smoke marijuana than drink at some times. Well, and you bring up an interesting point because with things like um, driving under the influence, you know, because marijuana isn't legal in Indiana, a lot of times they kind of just assume that you were driving under the influence and, you know, the state still has that burden to prove that you were in fact intoxicated and not that it's just in your bloodstream. Um, right. It's kind of a dangerous precedent because the second that it shows up in your system, it's kind of presumed and it, it becomes kind of a burden for the defense to have to prove then, even if you smoked it like a week ago and it's still in your system, that you were in fact intoxicated at the time. So that's kind of just another thing that leads to those collateral consequences of having having to deal with these offenses for something that may not even actually be hindering what you're doing at the time. Right. Yes. I mean, that's really key because there are people um, that I know that are going across the border, not into Mexico, but across the state border and smoking marijuana. People know that THC can stay in your system for, you know, several days or weeks. Then they come back into Indiana. If they get into, like you said, a car accident or they get pulled over or something like that, that is still in their system. And now they have an OVWI for marijuana, you know, in their system. Or if they were taking a drug test or something like that, it would show up, even though when they took uh, or smoked it, it was legal in the state that they were in. Um, and it's interesting because some people may say that they are against marijuana or be prosecuting people for marijuana here in Indiana, but yet they go across the border to smoke marijuana. It's kind of hypocritical, but. Yeah, it's kind of weird um, because there's obviously the the states have the, the ability to determine the legalization of marijuana, but then there's also like a federal component. Um, so a lot of, a lot of lay, lay persons are often confused about that. And, and you kind of have to be careful when you don't know exactly what you can and can't do. Um, here in Indiana, obviously, it is still criminalized. It's a misdemeanor. Um, however, uh, it can still impact you. You know, you can still be incarcerated for it, especially if you have a prior offense. Um, right. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a slippery slope when it comes to that. And then there's some misconceptions about you mentioned, you know, the prosecution of marijuana. So there's also some misconceptions of, oh, well, they said they were going to prosecute, so I can do it. Um, I mean, it is still a crime and, you know, prosecution can be selective. Um, right. I know that there's, 
currently the the state of mind from the prosecutor's office that we're not going to prosecute simple marijuana, but that just means if it's just, you know, your standard B misdemeanor marijuana, we may choose not to prosecute you, but you know, they can, they can decide to, if you have a, a past or if it's in conjunction with another crime. So mm-hmm. if you're arrested for like, um, any other offense, including like robbery or something like that, they're still going to charge you with possession of marijuana if you are possessing marijuana. So um, there's definitely like some confusion like that with the public going forward too. And there's also a confusion. You have it. And if you do have it, can you get away with it? Right. And there's also confusion because like you said, the prosecutor's office, prosecutor's office, the prosecutor's office we're referring to specifically is Marion County. So other prosecutors may not, and may not feel like that. The majority of them don't. As a matter of fact, the General Assembly here in Indiana wanted to basically take over the local prosecution of marijuana um, cases because they said, hey, if the prosecutor is not going to do it, then the attorney general should be able to step in and prosecute those cases, which is kind of a waste of resources, in my opinion. But, hey, whatever. So the other counties, surrounding counties, Donut counties around Marion, Marion County, they're, they're prosecuting those cases. And like you said, if there's some other offense involved, such as having um, another illegal substance, OVWI, alcohol, or if there's you know, maybe a resisting law enforcement, something like that, then they can go ahead and prosecute. It's totally prosecutor's discretion. And the police, to my understanding, are still arresting people for that. And then the prosecutor doesn't charge the person and just kind of dismisses them so and you that's still a have... valid point yes because you still... itself can cause you a huge headache and a lot of fees and a lot of time energy effort etc right and so you don't want to find yourself which i always tell people don't drive dirty because if you do and they pull you over for whatever reason and you have something like that on it and it can just make your day go from bad to worse real quick Yeah. And, um, you know, from a legal standpoint, there's some other intricacies that I've always found interesting. Um, For one, just the fact that, as you mentioned previously, like hemp is considered legal Um, as of, you know, I'm not even sure it's it's been at least a few years here, but there are definitely some interesting nuances with the fact that they actually have to prove that it is marijuana um, if they do decide to prosecute you. Um, and that can be difficult to do if they're not continuously testing those sorts of things because they have such similar characteristics and it is a huge, um, you know, waste of resources in my opinion, uh, to continue to progress to where they're testing, you know, the amount of, um, THC levels and things like that, because that's not something that they were routinely doing prior to hemp becoming legalized. Um, regardless, it can still cause you a huge headache if you have to deal with all of that, even if you can disprove it. Um, but there are some interesting legal nuances that are involved due to some other characteristics of even just having to prove that it is in fact marijuana. Right. And, you know, and another um, aspect expect of this is a little different than what you mentioned is there is also a dealing, you know, in marijuana, which is a misdemeanor that people think that mainly people think that, oh, a dealing is something that's like a major felony, but there's a misdemeanor dealing and the, if you get convicted of dealing, whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony, sometimes that can have a, a 
a lot greater consequences because people think, oh, he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer, even though it was a misdemeanor conviction. So there's that kind of nuance with the law as well, which I personally have not, I don't think, had a client convicted of uh, dealing as a misdemeanor because most of prosecutors realize that this is, you know, maybe overcharged, at least the ones I've encountered. But there are people that do get convicted of it. Uh, hopefully not that many if, if they're, but this law is still on the books. Yeah, I know you, you know that I've done a lot in juvenile law. So I'll just, you know, my experience is the same. Um, I think across the board, they overcharge with the dealing offense, knowing that that's really hard for them to prove. And then they usually will offer something along the lines of a possession charge. Dealing has become much, much more difficult to prove with um, the courts being, becoming involved in stating, you know, you can have a ton of little baggies and that doesn't necessarily mean you're dealing. So like, it's very hard to prove unless you have like, confidential informant or like a, you know, a, right. a undercover police officer or something where they're actually doing the transactions, which isn't as common as they make it look like in the movies. Right. Definitely. The movies make it seem like there's all these undercover officers or snitches and things like that. And, you know, sometimes you have those when um, you have someone that is moving a lot of drugs, not necessarily marijuana. You will have that if there are people that are, have, you know, pounds, of marijuana or other drugs that they're traveling within a car. There's these indicators they look for, scales, you know, a lot of cash, weapons, and things like that. And, and those are normally, you know, almost always going to be the felony offenses. So that you're that we're talking about there. And when people see, you know, this huge amount of drugs, a little easier to say, well, is that really for personal consumption or is it for selling? I mean, for uh, uh, pers personal consumption or, or selling or dealing, uh, but Getting back to the simple marijuana, you know, if you're buying marijuana, the way that you buy it is probably going to be in a little baggie, like like you said, you know, and you may have a scale because you want to weigh it to make sure you're not getting ripped off. And if you get stopped on the way home with having marijuana, they may have them in this little bags because that's just the way you bought it, <laughs> you know, and and the more that you buy, the less risk because then you don't have to keep going out every week trying to buy some marijuana. If you buy something that can last you for, you know, two or three weeks or a month, depending on how, how often you smoke it. Well, and I know, you know, we're, we're not too far from, you know, Illinois or somewhere you can just drive and go get it. But, you know, even a year ago, if you wanted to go get marijuana, um, two years ago, it was even more, three years ago, it was even more, but people would actually stock up because it was a little harder to come by. Now it's a little right. bit easier. So it's a little bit more like, okay, <laughs> did you need, yeah. you know, 50 little baggies of marijuana at exactly. once? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't want to drive to Illinois. Maybe you don't have a car that works. I don't know, but um, it's a little bit more accessible than it used to be for sure. Right. And another thing talking about like the 50 bags, people often think that if it comes to dealing, that you're dealing by actually selling it to someone but it's also illegal if you have like marijuana and you just give it to someone else that's even illegal and, you know and they can charge it with dealing because you transferred it to someone even though you didn't pay any money or anything like that so they and i haven't seen this type of case but technically if you are smoking it and you passed over someone else i guess that could even be considered dealing but i'm not seeing the, you know that case because most people there are not getting busted. I will tell you, in passing. juvenile court, they, they were petty for some time. 
Oh, we wow. Got a lot of, we got a lot of um, dealing in cases where people were giving people things. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was an eye opener. Like, why are they saying dealing? I just like, I just like gave it to him. I didn't sell it to him. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's... yeah, the legal definition of dealing includes just giving giving somebody like pills, marijuana, drugs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh I would like to think maybe that wasn't the intent of the uh the Indiana's legislature, but maybe it was their intent. Like, hey, we don't even want you giving this stuff away. But here's someone that, that you know can get labeled as a dealer and have this, oh, this person's a drug dealer when all they're doing is like giving this stuff away. Like I didn't I'm just trying to help yeah, my friend bump it down a letter or something i would think so but <laughs> but you know that's not that's not the road that we're on right now I, I don't think it seems like we're trying to bump things up and make more things illegal in some regard <sighs> now yeah. before we leave uh do is there any last words you'd like to say yeah i mean i don't know i i think with um i think i guess one one thing to note coming from the juvenile arena is we spend a lot of time talking about brain development. So I will just say that like one of the arguments for, you know, the age that you can consume alcohol has to do with like your brain development and things like that. So I think um, one thing that's important and you kind of mentioned um, if it was legal, then we could actually regulate it. Um, but I think it's important to just uh, discuss that if it were to be legal, there would still be some restrictions and, and coming from the juvenile arena, it would still most likely be illegal for juveniles to use it because their brains are not fully developed. Um, but a lot of the other states that have reg uh, regulated it have found that it has been very good for their economy and brought a lot of money in um, and has actually been able, to, they've been able to do additional things with that money. So I think um, there are a lot more moving parts that we can discuss in one episode. Um, so I would just point that out. <laughs> yes, and stay tuned because we will definitely be talking about this again because the law is changing people's attitudes towards marijuana are changing and we continue to hear this debate about whether it should be legal and if it is how do we regulate it and i'm sure this is another topic that we will talk about again until then ladies and gentlemen take care and have a fantastic weekend bye